Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two artists whose name sounds similar, but the music sounds very different. This week we're talking about Ludacris Stapleton. I am Jared. Caleb. This is Tyler. Ooh, the pause. Luda. Ludacris. Ludacris is where we're at. The hip hop. Mogul, mogul. He is a actor. Mm-hmm. He is a s- singer, mm-hmm. a rapper. He has probably like Crystal or something named after him. I'm sure some kind of alcohol beverage. I'm sure the, uh, most most rappers do. I feel like yes, it's a, just a thing to do. You know, he, he's in Fast and the Furious movies. I'd say probably yeah. the thing he's most recognized for. Yes, film-wise. How sad is that? It is. I I don't love that series in any way, shape, or form. So so it is kind of sad that that would be the thing that people would know you for. He was also in the movie Crash, which that's a good movie. I like that movie. That is a good movie. He was in uh, Tropic Thunder, I think. Or maybe he was just, um, maybe his song was. It pops up that, that he was in it, but I don't know if it's true. I think he was, if I remember correctly. Wasn't he... No, maybe I'm thinking of. Um, I mean, I think it was just a song because there's no credit of him. Okay, yeah, because I know that the end scene of Tropic Thunder is Tom Cruise dancing to his song "Get Back." Mm, that's oh, probably yeah. it. That's probably it. Yeah. What a guy! What a guy! I like. I, I like him. He's he says some crazy stuff. He's kind. Yeah. Of, he's kind of like a almost like a comedy hip hop rapper yes. in a weird way. Like he's so like. He's so odd with the topics that he covers, and there's something like like there's something kind of humorous about Ludacris as a rapper. He's got you know obviously some some serious tracks, but like even if you look like so like to go back to get back like in the music video, he's got those big old hands. Yeah, Hulk mm-hmm. hands. That's one big of hand. that's one of my favorite things that he's done is that video. I like that. I like the awesome, the song he did number one spot that samples. Quincy Jones, Super Bossa Nova, Super Bossa Nova, I believe. It's the Austin Powers theme song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He made that when uh, the third Austin Powers movie came out. That was fun. I I, I owned the Red Light District on CD. Uh, from a, I had it at a, a garage sale. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I had the that. I got it at a garage sale when I was a child. Uh, it has the songs, number one spot, Get Back, and uh, Blueberry Young Mium are good songs, as well as The Potion. But that's a, I mean, that's pretty good. Pimpin' All Over the World's on there. That's a pretty good album, really. Mm-hmm. He's got an album called Chicken and Beer, where he's uh, eating a woman's leg. He, yes. You know, a, a human leg. Word of Mouth is my preferred album. Yeah, that's... Uh, what all is on that one? Word of Mouth's got Roll Out My Bidness. I love that song. It's a good mm-hmm. song right there. You don't remember that song? I know that song, yeah. Move. What you got in that bag, Jared? What you got in that bag? It's got Move Bitch on there. That's a good song. Yep. Mr. Cult, yep. he's a good man. Move Bitch uh, is a good and song. And then he uh, did some he did some crimes and went to prison. Mystical did. He sang also the song Shake Your Ass, old Mystical. He did. I like that album, Word of Mouth. 
That's my intro to Ludacris was a rollout mm-hmm. around that time because I used to listen to. Growing up in uh, my hometown, we had two radio stations. I think I may have told this story previously, but there were two radio stations out of Louisville, Kentucky. And I listened to 99.7 DJX, which was the pop radio station, really. Mm. Yeah. So uh, they played all sorts of stuff. And during that time, they were playing Ludacris and some Natalie Imbruglia. And you're a couple of the late into early aughts uh, pop stuff, such as that. So I used to listen to that on like a sleep timer when I went to sleep. Mm. So I heard Mason roll out regularly. It's interesting to me. The fact that I mean, I, it makes sense given the time period, but it's uh, odd that Ludacris kind of came up when he did because of that era when like hip hop was just kind of first entering the pop realm in a way. Like it was kind of Ludacris and Fifty Cent and Nelly was around. Then. Nelly, Eminem mm-hmm. even was kind of yes. like in the pop realm of hip hop at that point in yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, he used to be. Eminem was like on the verge of like hardcore horrorcore rap basically like mm. his first album where he's like talking about killing his mom and killing his wife and yeah all that, like just crazy nonsense and then he started doing like dude like that kind of stuff yeah, and it's like no just kind of again it's like silly but it was something that actually gave him like you know something that was kind of radio friendly in comparison to what he was doing mm-hmm. and so like Ludacris really came up at a good time because he's really an established rapper at this point in time he doesn't really have the same kind of power that he did back then mm-hmm. but i don't know that a ludicrous would really stand out had he been kind of coming out now like he really was kind of in a good place in terms of what hip-hop was doing at the time and what was become popular so like the fact that you could hear ludicrous like on a pop radio station it really only kind of makes sense for those early 2000s to me I uh, I think one of I looked at the beginning of uh, of the week when we record or started listening. I found a playlist on Spotify that was all of Ludacris's features. Oh like really? Every, every song that he was featured on. The playlist was over nine hours long. Oh my god! So what? like we, I could probably talk about you know a few songs that he was featured on. Yeah, but uh, not. Not that many. Uh, yeah is probably his biggest. Actually, don't go any farther because I actually want to play a quick game. Okay. So, Tyler, I'm going to play yes. a game with you, okay? Now, some of these I think you'll get no problem, but some of them I think will surprise you. So, we're going we're gonna to bridge the gap. We're going to play who was featured. It's either Ludacris or Chris Stapleton. Oh, my. And you got to figure out. Uh, I'm going to tell you a song and the artist that they're, they're with, and you have to tell me who you think did a song with that with that artist, okay? So we're going to start no. off with an easy one. I'm going to throw you a softball, okay? Justin Bieber, Ludacris or Chris Stapleton? Uh, Ludacris. That's correct. Ludacris was on Baby. Yes. Which is good feature. That's a good feature. It's a good feature and a weird song. Like the <laughs> Is it the, Is this the only time probably that we can play Psychosocial Baby? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. That's fine. We gotta play it. Tyler, have you heard that before? I don't think so. Okay. Look up on YouTube, Psychosocial Baby. It is what you think. It is exactly what you think. Oh, 
Oh, one of my favorites. What? I love it. Now we're going to scoot in a little bit. We're going to find that ludicrous portion so that it is still relevant, you know? She was my... What was when I was 13, I had my first love. There was nobody that compared to my baby, and nobody came between us, so could ever come above. She had me going crazy. Oh, I was starstruck. She woke me up daily. Don't need no Starbucks. She made my heart pound. And skip a beat when I see her in the street and at school on the playground. But I really wanna see her on the weekend. She knows she got me dazing, cause she was so amazing. And now my heart is breaking. But I just keep on saying. <laughs> the fact that it goes into the Slipknot part is still like the best. Like you, you keep the like the Luda part yeah, is like it oh, it's nothing, just the yeah, song, yeah. and then all of a sudden you can hear the Slipknot part come back in. That's good, so good. All right, Tyler, you 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 got the first one. Are you ready to keep going? All right, let's go. All right, how about Justin Timberlake? Oh, bud. Uh, let's go loot Chris again. Ooh, you'd be wrong on this occasion. It's Chris oh, no. Stapleton, because Chris Stapleton actually wrote some songs for uh, Justin Timberlake's Man of the Woods. He also sang the song Say Something with him. Mm-hmm. That's that is pretty true. Oh, really? Okay he, sang, he sang that song, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man of the Woods was, was not good. That was a bad album. Yeah. All right, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Hmm. Oh man, this is that's kind of a tough one. It is. I'll I'll I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit for you. It's a part of uh, Ed Sheeran's absolutely horrible Number Six Collaborations project that was from last year. I think so. Yeah, last year. Yeah. Uh, let's go, Chris Stapleton. You would be correct on the song "Blow." Indeed, with Bruno Mars as well. Oh my! Ed Sheeran, Chris Stapleton, Bruno Mars. Oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. Oh, it's so bad. Only one of those people has performed a Super Bowl halftime show, and it's unfortunately Bruno Mars. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, next one. Uh, Some forty-one. <laughs> that this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's the fun part. Ludicrous. You are correct. I want to play that one because that one is. So we mentioned Get Back. Uh, this is Get Back, some 41 rock remix. Special edition, rock and roll. It's ludicrous. Yeah, it's some 41, baby. Here's another one. Get back, live studio audience. Why you all in my ear talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear? Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. I ain't Very different song. Not good. Not great. No. Next song, Caleb. All right, last one. Yeah. Last one I'm going to do, and then we'll move back to Luda. Carrie Underwood. Ludacris. Oh, he didn't fall for it. It was Ludacris. Yeah. I thought you were going to pull the Jason Aldean card, too, and I was ready for that one, too. Uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to guess on some of these. It, like, you know, some of them, it's like, it's super easy. Like, of course, Ludacris has done a song with Usher and, like, mm-hmm. T-Pain and stuff like that, but, like, DJ Khaled. Yeah. So, but oh, so, another one. Trick you. Another one. Another uh, one. Another one. 
Chris Stapleton was featured on the final Sheryl Crow album as well. That's true. And uh, they also performed at... Uh, let me pull this back up again. They performed together at... Um, it is, in 2015, a John Lennon 75th uh, birthday concert singing the song Don't Let Me Down, mm. Beatles song. It's mm-hmm. Chris Stapleton, Sheryl Crow, and Brandon Flowers of the Killers. Oh. They all sang together on that. I didn't know about the, the Brandon Flowers thing. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I heard that uh, they uh, thought that they were going to give some mail to Ringo, and he said, no, no mail. No, no mail. mail. None. Not here. Uh, so one thing that one thing that's worth talking about with a ludicrous yes. is the fact that he is still active. Oh yes. I think that's worth. I mean, worth mentioning because most people would only really be familiar with like Ludacris's like early two thousands and maybe even a little bit of the mid two thousands music, but he really mm-hmm. hasn't had a lot going on for the last really decade. Like uh, Battle of the Sexes with Nicki Minaj is something that was pretty popular. Um about it you know about a decade ago um my chick bad yeah. was pretty popular in 2010 he had an album in 15 ludiversal which is what a thing um i think yeah, that people still want him in the records though at least yes that's true that's kind of where he's staying alive uh, uh, uh. uh his album uh theater of the mind which came out in 2008 was like it was like a movie album basically like it was supposed to like tell a story of like if you were watching a movie which is interesting you know because he has done movies but it was not very successful mm-hmm. but it's got like an intro and an outro and, and all that crump right um and i mean he really really most of what he's done lately is kind of in film because of the fact that he's in the fast and furious films that's really most of what he's got fast and furious uh six seven he's coming up in uh oh he was in fate of the furious and F9, The Fast Saga in 2021. That's all songs he's done or just movies? Movies. Yeah. Movies. That's what I mean. Those are all like those are all things he's been doing. He also was in, um, he was a dog in Snow Dogs, apparently. Oh, my. Uh, let's, uh, show Dogs, sorry. Show Dogs, not Snow Dogs. Can those you find two. that clip? Show Dogs. I, I think I can. See if, he, see if you can find him, him being a dog. Oh, this is ludicrous. This moron is getting played. Go fetch. 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 You gotta learn something about me, okay? I don't play the dog and master bull. What? You want a best friend? Get a labradoodle. Cause I ain't interested. All right, I'm working a kidnapping case. Panda was stolen. Oh god, that's a whole thing. He's like the cooler Ice T. Ooh, <laughs> he is. Ooh. I like him way more than Ice T. I like Lou Chris. Yes. Yo, like Lou Chris. Yes, I, I. I mean, he has a lot, a lot of of good songs from the like early yeah. to mid 2000s he's kind of fallen off a little bit like in terms of but like his features like we said like i mean he's been featured he was on uh featured in the all i do is win mm-hmm. that was a good you know like verse i mean you're a huge fan of that verse you learned like the whole thing it's a good verse <laughs> it is a good verse he's I, an interesting dude anyway he is interesting i agree i actually like jared you showed me this a couple um months, months ago, ago. Uh, I actually really like his most recent track, The Silence of the Lambs. It's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite rap songs of the year, probably. Well, it's player. Yeah. It's it's got a lot of uh some some very uh, gnarly gnarly lines where he's really coming at people. 
The world's screwed if niggas pouring drinks like Bill Huxtable <laughs> I love R. Kelly, but around my daughters I'm not comfortable Stand for what you believe in like Kaepernick You either in control or you getting fucked, no abstinence There's <laughs> not enough blacks in the driver's seat like at NASCAR Why? Cause most racist people still drinking what's at Roseanne's bar <laughs> Gandhi told me to be the change that I wanna see But Mayweather told me blow my change on a shopping spree What the world needs now is love, sweet love But why the world It's it, it okay. also, later in the song, he also calls out 6 9 Mm. As you should, mm-hmm. as you should. <laughs> was there any anything else from that song that's a particularly poignant line? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, probably. I just can't remember everything. the The first verse, like, is pretty, you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne's on there too. Indeed, his verse is not very good. He, no, it's almost uh, non legible. You know, like it's not good. It's not good. Not not a huge fan of that. Easy baby. That's what they call him. That's a pretty good, uh, interesting, good track right there. Uses a line from the song, uh, What the World Needs Now is Love. Love's pretty cool. Love. Song. That was in an Austin Powers movie, actually, so we're going to get a little full circle here. Ooh. Burt Bacharach played that on the top of a double decker bus while Austin Powers rode around town. Um, Ludacris is a. Uh, I, I don't know. It's hard to characterize. He's kind of Southern rap. You know what I mean? Southern mm-hmm, hip hop, mm-hmm, like we mm-hmm. talked about, because he's got that Atlanta thing going on, mm-hmm. but he's not really from Atlanta. Kind of, kind of is, kind of isn't. I don't know. Yeah. Cause he was born in Illinois, lived in the Chicago area, lived in Virginia for a little bit, and then ended up in Atlanta before graduating high school. Yeah. So, I mean like a lot so, of his adult life was probably spent in that area, mm-hmm. but well, he went to Georgia State. He's got a degree from Georgia State, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like, for instance, I was reading where he attended a school, a middle school at Oak Park, which is a neighborhood of Chicago. Mm. And it's a nice, a nice neighborhood of Chicago, too. So mm. um, that I didn't know. Yeah, he's probably. Um, I don't know. He was an only child, so his mama probably made sure that he had opportunities or tried as hard as she could. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it seems like. So he's had lots of experiences, I think, he's in the ability man. to, I think to do his I thing. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. What's that? I think he's pretty good. I think he, he, he's he got... I mean, he's been around a long time. Right. He's still yep. relevant after all these years. He, uh, Did he, you see? Didn't he get in a fight with Bill O'Reilly? I just was going to bring that up. <laughs> yes. I was yes. just going to say, of all people who does not like Ludacris, Bill O'Reilly is one of them. So here's the story oh, on that one, yeah. which is really quite the story. Um, so Ludacris had been slated to be uh, with Pepsi for promotional reasons. Mm-hmm. And Bill O'Reilly basically told people, like, I- I- you should boycott Pepsi because Ludacris is not a good like representation or whatever. And, um, and the next day... Bill O'Reilly announced that Ludacris had been fired from his position with Pepsi. Mm. He would not be doing any promotional work with them. And then uh, a hip-hop action uh, threatened to um, sue the Pepsi company because they then hired Ozzy Osbourne for commercials. Oh, my. Even though Osbourne has basically the same type of like like profanity and you know weird all this stuff and then obviously like you know bill o'reilly wasn't like oh well now we should boycott pepsi for ozzy osbourne like no we all know what you were doing there bill o'reilly oh my you shit yeah yeah he sucks 
that whole situation was referenced in a few ludicrous songs as well after that i remember that including number one spot there was a brief reference Mm -hmm. so one thing i i like to remember about ludicrous is uh oh what's the song where he says midget before home, oh, before we oh. get, before we get to that okay. one, there is one last Bill O'Reilly de- uh, detail oh. that is pretty fun. Okay, uh, on the new Tom Green show, Ludacris was on there, mm-hmm. and uh, he launched copies of Bill O'Reilly's uh, books into a dumpster using a homemade catapult. I saw that. That's quite entertaining. I, I I would find that very entertaining to see Ludacris shooting books into a dumpster. Anyways, yes. So uh, that song, the the one where he said that that term, uh, if I remember correctly, have you ever seen? Um, while we're on this, just very briefly, mm-hmm. have you ever seen the Tom Green uh, sketch of Undercutter's Pizza? No, it's it's good. Look it up. I th- I think uh, a friend of the show, John, I believe, showed me a few years ago this this bit. Mm-hmm. But he just goes uh, to these houses where people have ordered a pizza, and he goes up and undercuts them, the person that's they're buying it from, and he's like, "Oh, I can I can sell you that pe- this pizza for way less." And he's like, "Got the pizza ready, and it's pretty good." The people, uh, the delivery people, do not like it one bit, and they like almost fight him. But oh, let's my. let's play a brief clip of Undercutter's Pizza. Oh my. Cheese, okay. Where's my pizza? Here we go. Listen here. No, no, we're from Undercutters. Yeah. Pizza. No, no. How much how is much? it? How much is yours? Get the hell away from me. Oh, you get it cheaper from me though. I really don't give a f- get out. Cause you can get cheaper from me if you want. I got three seconds to get out of here. This is a new business. Okay, but this is a new business. It's uh, called Undercutters. I'm gonna new business it right up your ass. Hey, hey. Get your f- shit out of here. No, don't. This is out of here now. Okay. He's got he's got a sweatshirt on that says "bum, bum." Nice. <laughs> I, uh, his his show should really just be called "People Hate Tom Green." Yeah, 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 that's probably fair. I like him though. I miss um I miss shows like that. Like yeah. you can't. I mean, the only show that's going right now that is like that is uh, Impractical Jokers, but they're like. I feel like they get recognized now more than they did, obviously, like eight eight years ago when the show started or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, what's the other? Supposedly Borat's come back. Did That's you hear true. That? Did, I did, you, did you I see did that, Tyler? That. I did not. Borat too supposedly has been filmed Indeed. and it's supposed to come out. Oh my goodness! Uh, come out before the election. I want you to to watch something after this. I want you to watch Tom Green's show where he has Andrew Dice Clay on it. Oh my! Mm. Also, uh, Little Miss Muffet. <laughs> I uh, hey, I, what's in the bowl, bitch? I actually think, um, in a weird way, because I I see the impractical Joker thing, uh-huh. but I actually feel like Tom Green has more in common with like an Eric Andre. Yeah, he's another in terms one. Yeah. of yeah. like, like yes, yeah. like like impractical Surrealist, jokers are kind of doing yeah. things against each other, mm-hmm. but Eric Andre is kind of intentionally like berating other people and is just very calmly doing so, even though they're like threatening him yeah or coming at him there's a new season of that coming too i'm very excited i do love Eric. Uh, he hasn't the last season was 2016 so it's been like four years it's since the, the previous season ludicrous mm-hmm. uh featuring shauna stand up is the song you were asking yeah about. stand up he says on the song 
the lyrics are watch out for the medallion my, my diamonds, diamonds are reckless, reckless. feels like, like a midget is hanging from, from my, my necklace, necklace. Pulled uh, up with a million trucks, looking, smelling, feeling like a million bucks. Ah, past the bottle. The heat is... Okay, I'm done. You got it. I know my lyrics. Uh, but when we listened to the song, it, there was a, a radio edit, and they bleeped out the the uh, word midget, which is interesting, uh, because it's not a curse word. It's just problematic. Yes. But like they don't bleep out other things that are just as, if not more, problematic. So it's kind of weird. But I remember... Um, I don't know if it was like at the bowling alley. That seems to be everywhere I listen to music. It's true. We did listen to a lot of bowling alley music. But I remember they, they, and it might have been like uh, VH1 or something like that that they bleeped it. And I was like, I think it was just the regular radio. Really? From what I remember. I can't remember now. But I just remember I was like, this is a strange thing to bleep out. Yeah. Do you uh, you think they've uh, worked on the radio edit for WAP yet? Oh my, I can't. I don't know. Did you? That's gonna be uh, difficult, ain't it? Did you see that Gilbert Gottfried read the lyrics to WAP? Yep. Oh my. Oh my. It's good. I'm oh a certified freak. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. My Gilbert Gottfried is not perfect. I'm working on it. Yeah. One day I'll have it down. So he he does a pretty good Iago from uh, from Aladdin. He really does. Uh, do we have any more we want to say about Ludacris? Did you Did you know that uh, Richard Pryor? The comedian is Ludacris' cousin. Oh, my. I did oh, not know yeah, that. I did see that, yeah. Isn't that kind of wild? It's weird how people are related to each other in uh, in Hollywood. It's it's kind of strange. Like, sometimes you'll look and be like, oh, this person's a cousin of somebody else. Like, um, uh, something, M- Melissa McCarthy is cousins to somebody else that's McCarthy. Jenny. Jenny McCarthy. Mm. And they're both, like, very different careers right yeah like just a distant cousin i don't know just one of those things where it's easier to get popular if you know somebody yeah know somebody that knows somebody isn't it nicholas cage i believe is a nephew of francis ford coppola that i do not know i think i'm right about that oh my and then charlie sheen and emilio estevez are brothers but he yeah well he's got a different i mean he's got a different last name yeah, well, that's that's Estevez is the true. I mean, yeah, uh, Martin Sheen's the father in this situation, and mm-hmm. Estevez is the true family name. Mm. I like Emilio. Emilio's better. He, yes, he's true to his you know name. Where, yeah, he you was, know where he lives. He, he was good in. He was good in Saint Elmo's Fire. Where's his house? He was. He has a house in Cincinnati and over the Rhine. Yeah. Oh my! Who knew? He likes. He likes Cincinnati. He's trying to get Hollywood people to film their movies there. Mm, Hollywood. Are we are we trying to avoid talking about Chris Stapleton at this point? No, we're not. I was ready to move on. Okay. Tyler had a little nugget. He is a Coppola, by the way. Mr. Cage. Chris Stapleton. That's right. What a guy. He sings and writes country music. He started out as a, a writer for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had like 170 writing credits and 
in Nashville mm-hmm. at the time of his first uh, or debut album, Traveler, which is a very good album. I, I would say, because Parachute is like a, a great phenomenal song. country song. I love that song. It's so a much. very, very good song. I think the first uh, thing that I saw him that like made me really enjoy him was his SNL performance of, of Parachute because mm-hmm. he just like killed it. Like uh, how Sturgill did when he did SNL, that was beautiful. I, I feel like those it. two yeah. are like kindred souls in a lot of ways. Yes, I agree. They, they're not well, like. Of, go ahead. I'm sorry. A, a lot of people. And this would have been a few years ago now when it was kind of more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in in terms, people who were liking to speak about the saviors of country music, if you will, they there were three names of people who were bringing country music into a modern era where it wasn't like garbage music. Yep. Bro country and, uh, or boyfriend country, things like right. that. Right. And, and those names were typically Chris Stapleton, Sturgill Simpson, of course, and Jason Isbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler so Childers he, he is, was is one becoming of the big that name so. as well. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I'll, I enjoy all three of them in terms of talking about them briefly. Uh, but I, I think I like Jason and Sturgill a little bit more. But uh, two of them are from Kentucky. So that makes me feel good. Kentucky's starting to make waves in the country music again, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. I think I would put Jason Isbell at the top of that. Uh, I would too. And I'm not sure who I would put, uh, you know, between Stapleton and Sturgill Simpson. I, I just, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm not sure who who I like better. I'm, but I, I mean, I'm, I like all three of them. I think that all three of them are much better representations of country music than most others. And I think. Uh, what makes Chris Stapleton stand out over other country musicians is his ability to blend in other types of music. There's like some Southern rock feels. There's even a little bit of blues to it. Like mm-hmm. he's able to do something a little bit like outside of just your typical, you know, trucks and beer type of country music. Yes. Um, the song uh, Scarecrow in the Garden, that is a really, really good song too. Uh, if you look at kind of like modern story country songs which i enjoy the the story country song where mm-hmm. you kind of like are invested that's a really good song i i knew the song but i never i guess like put everything together of the lyrics but uh i was reading like an article that was talking about story country songs that were like really good and they were talking about that song and uh going back and like re-listening to it it kind of changed my perspective on it and made me enjoy it even more um Basically, it tells the story of a guy that uh, is a farmer, and uh, it the land was doing very well, and then he inherited the land, and it did not go very well. And uh, so then he uh, he is living on some hard times, and the end of the song is telling of what happened, but mm. I'll let you listen to it yourself. And, yeah, no and spoilers. Listen, no spoilers on, on story songs. I do think because what you're what you're talking about is kind of important because one thing that puts a, another thing that makes Chris Stapleton stand out and this is pretty obvious given what we've already mentioned is that he's a good songwriter too. Mm-hmm. You know he he mm-hmm. has good lyrics based into his music as well and it's because he's what did you say 170 like songwriting credits. That's what it that's what it says on the Wikipedia. I don't know. Like if you if you is. can write a song for Adele and justin timberlake like obviously you have a little bit more of a varied writing style than just writing country music like exclusively but he also is a good storyteller in country music and sometimes that's lost in modern country music to a certain degree Mm -hmm. uh so he was also in uh two different groups prior to his solo success he was in a um 
a bluegrass band called the Steel Drivers, and also was in the Jompson Brothers, uh, which mm. is a American rock band that was from 2007 to 13. 2013. They only had one album in 2010, though, which would have been prior to his debut album. So he just kind of basically tried a few different things. He had a song. Uh, let me pull that up. Hold on. Where'd it go? Uh, on the album in uh, 2007, the album Ratatouille, What's Cooking? He had a couple songs. He had a song called... How many of them are about mice? Uh... Uh, well, I don't know. He was on the song, uh, Cheese Please. <laughs> you should play that. <laughs> he was also, uh, on the song, Save the Bones for Henry Jones, which is I like a, that. It's like one of the funniest, uh, maybe anti, uh, vegetarian songs. <laughs> That's pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Which one would you want to play? Cheese Please or Save the Bones for Henry Jones? I think we're doing cheese, please. Okay. Uh, now, just to clarify, did he write these songs? He's on the album. I don't know if he right. wrote it, but he's saying uh, it's not even the soundtrack to Ratatouille. It's just like a companion. It's a musical tour of Tasty Tunes. <laughs> there you go. A musical companion is in the film. <laughs> Chris Stapleton saw Ratatouille, and he said, there could there could be more here, <laughs> so, he, so he wrote an entire companion album with which you can have uh, a Pink Floyd, uh, Wizard hey, of Oz scenario. Ooh, Kale, before you play the song "Cheese Please," will you play "Taco Grande" and see if it's a weird album cover? That's a good question. Let's I, yeah, very really brief. Let's do know. "Taco Grande." Taco. Grande. Yo quiero chimichangas y chili carrado. Yo tengo el dinero pero un steak picado. Las frutas y tamales siempre. Oh my gosh. What's great about it too is it's so removed from like everything else here. Like we've got cheese please. Pizza, 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 which is, of course, a reference to Little Caesars. Mm. Um, shoe fly, pie, and apple pan dowdy. One meatball. Mm. All of these are kind of in line. And then Taco Grande is like, you're not even from the same area. That was amazing. When have you, have we, I don't think uh, we have ever found a cover of a Weird Al song. No, I don't think so. I, I cannot think of anything like that specifically. That is so weird. I, I, so I knew when I first was kind of getting into Chris Stapleton, I kind of was like looking at some stuff. Mm. And I think when I first started listening, I was like, what is this Ratatouille thing? Yeah. And this was before like he had been featured in the Ed Sheeran stuff mm -hmm. and some other things as well. He was on the, as I said previously, a, a Sheryl Crow album, which is a good band, bad band alum. Mm -hmm. But I saw the Ratatouille thing years ago and I was like, this is so weird. But then I listened to the songs and it's like, it doesn't really sound like it doesn't sound like him on Traveler, mm -hmm. so I wasn't like into the album. But when we chose this week, I knew I had to revisit this Ratatouille stuff because it is in so weird. It's very odd. He's the Randy Newman of country. <laughs> All right, let's play. So, let's play Cheese Please. Yeah, this play is the opening track of Ratatouille. What's cooking? Now I'm gonna tell you a little story about the stuff dreams are made of. <laughs> 
I'll tell you when it started I remember it was way back when I sat there crying My sister was sighing My blanket was my only friend I felt like it was hopeless The baby food was gray and bland I needed something yummy for my baby dummy I needed to make a stand Then suddenly I'm chewing On a slice of shit line It was a snack worth snacking My lips were smacking And my friends I'd seen the line Jeez, please That's all I gotta say I will say that there is no world where we would ever have covered this in any other circumstance. If you look at the other artists that are on Ratatouille, What's Cooking? I've never heard of any of them. It's insane. Perry Danos, Troy Johnson, Tim Buppert, Tom Hambridge, all of these people, if you look them up, like not almost any listens on Spotify at all. Oh my. Like they're all non existent people. Uh, Kim Keys has one song that's popular. What like about it? a million listens. What is it? Her song "Shoe Fly Pie" and "Apple Pandowdy." <laughs> it's her only oh hit. That has a million streams. Uh huh. From this album? Yeah. Holy cow! That one song. It's uh It looks like it's the most popular song on the album. Actually, that's interesting. Yeah. I cannot believe this. <laughs> I I'm love, so excited. I love this. So he also. Go ahead. He's better than Frank Sinatra. Oh yes, that's that's a that's a debate right there. <laughs> that's swing he style. Get, he did get some of that. Uh, he got some of that style in there. Mm, on that's, cheese, please. That's true. Some horns were in there. What's interesting mm. also is on uh, he's featured on the Toy Story Four soundtrack. So all those years oh. later, 2019, 12 years later, he's on another Pixar soundtrack. Uh, actually, the the actual soundtrack, not just a companion cheese, please nonsense right, thing. Right. But he's saying the ballad of the lonesome cowboy from uh, Toy Story Four, which uh, obviously was written written by uh, Randy Newman, mm-hmm. and Randy Newman also performed that song as well, separate, you know, separately. But Chris Stapleton was on it as well as like kind of a a way to sell, you know, whatever. Sarah McLaughlin was on uh, Toy Story Two. So, um, do you want me to bring this? Just a little bit full circle, too, for, for old Chris Stapleton. I do. There's a reason, perhaps, that he's so invested in this style of music uh-huh. and food. Oh, yeah? Why? As a as a young man, he actually worked at Papa John's. Oh, my. And, oh, boy. Yeah. You know, the, the, old, the old pizza trader himself. Worked at the, oh worked at the Papa's. <laughs> well, he was a sweaty piece nearby. of shit. <laughs> Oh. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. I don't know if I would have ever had yeah, you reason to. Tell. Uh, but Papa John uh, did my commencement speech. That's true. For uh, for when I graduated college, and he was a bit of a, a misogynistic. Indeed, he he had mentioned the size of a woman's breast during a commencement speech for a college, which seems maybe in bad poor taste. This was before he was canceled. Indeed, for saying the N word, saying yeah that he didn't say it. So he was. He was caught saying, I didn't say this, but he said it saying he didn't he say it. it. Yeah, we all have got connections to the Papa. Mm-hmm. I have connections as well. I actually know many. I personally know people who personally know him. Oh, my. And uh, that's interesting to hear about. That's some interesting things. He was, I don't know if you either of you knew this, but while he was at Ball State, he was a pledge in my fraternity. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, he did not have money to be able to um, pay for dues and did not get initiated because he was trying to work on the pizza biz. Uh, this is an important question, and I, I will keep this in 100%. Uh, 
Who's the top pizza chain for you? Go. You mean you talking cheap pizza? What are you talking? Here? Favorite pizza chain, yeah, like chain, but not yeah, yeah. Who's the top dog in your mind? If you if somebody we're, said you're gonna you're, we're gonna get you a pizza, where do you want it from? You're gonna choose. Well, we got regional chains here as well. Then that then that can be your you answer. You can pick it. Yeah, pick whatever you want. I don't know. I like Greeks. Okay, Greeks is pretty good. I think La Rosa's yeah. is pretty good. Pizza. Okay. Pizza King in uh, Indiana. There are a few other places, but I know them from being in it. That's they interesting that square pizza, well. pizza. Square pizza. And they fit a lot of stuff on there. And I also good. like Chicago's pizza. Of course. Part. That's a that's a regional one. Mm. Top Dog is Pizza Hut. I'm going to say it now. No. no. Pizza Hut. No, no. Their breadsticks suck, but their stuffed crust is out of this world. Hmm. Oh. That's all that matters to me. You know what's weird? No. Uh, I went to Fazoli's the other day. They have wings. Like they're yeah, set, they, they sell chicken wings, wings now. now, and the weird thing most pizza also, places do now. But Fazoli's isn't a pizza place, though. I suppose that's true. But true. anyways, it's, a, it's, it's like a, the same wings as you would get yeah. at Little Caesars. It's like the exact. Uh, they must be owned by the same company, and they're like, "Well, let's just try these wings, the same ones we have in this restaurant." It's very strange. Um, I don't know. He's a uh, Chris Stapleton. Also has a song called "Them Stems." Which is about uh, marijuana, yeah. marijuana. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good song. Uh, Broken Halos is a really good song by him. I like him. Should we we should play Parachute. I that, think that's so his too. best. That's my my favorite Chris Stapleton song. It's my favorite Chris Stapleton song as well. I would agree with that. Let's play it. It's the only thing that you have left to hold. I just think that song has almost more in common with like a southern rock song yes. than just a country song. Yeah. I guess he well, uh, opened for the Zach Brown band earlier mm-hmm. in his career and I see some similarities to that um with them as well. Tyler, have you you've seen Zach Brown band live? Yes. Uh, I've also they... seen Chris Stapleton live. Really? I've never seen him uh-huh. live. I'd like to see him live. That'd be fun. And I've seen Jason live. Oh, you've seen him live. Jason all? Isbell. Yeah. But I've not seen. Sturgill. I wish we. I wish we would have gone to see Sturgill. He was playing That's a couple well. different places, and that would have been a great. We should have gone. Yeah. Back when we one could thing go that, to concerts. Yeah, one thing that's cool about these three guys and and people who are coming up now in the in the country scene is that a lot of them do have like for instance, um, Jason has a background in southern rock as well. He was a member of Drive By Truckers. He mm-hmm. wrote songs two of their best best albums. He wrote a lot of the songs before leaving and uh, eventually sobered up and doing a solo career kind of uh, in between being sober and being uh, and being an alcoholic. So he's got some of that feel. He comes a great guitar player. Chris is very similar. Sturgill also. I'm not sure about Sturgill's background with regards to performing in any groups um, prior to his solo work, but he's a good guitar player. And what's cool about these guys is like when you see them live, they typically choose one of their songs and just hit get a pretty sizable jam period going in it and just like rip and they're they're really pretty good. I saw yeah. both Chris and Jason at Forecastle Fest in Louisville the same year, different days, and uh, both of them are good players. So they're kind of like fun and interesting. I know Sturgill does the same thing. He finds a song and like 
starts ripping on it. And they they often like tend to um, find people for their bands that are like really prominent musicians because mm-hmm. Nashville is kind of like interested in in like lending themselves to a lot of this stuff right now. You know what I mean? Especially so. These guys are pretty cool. Like, there's lots of interesting stuff going on in that world, especially as we see uh, new artists come about. Like, a big one that I'm thinking of right now would be Tyler Childers. I don't know if you all have listened to him very much or not. Yes, yes. So, there you go. Another Kentucky boy. But, like, these people are, like, things are starting to turn around in country music. And that's pretty cool. And Chris has a pretty sizable role in that. Uh, Early in uh, Chris Stapleton's career, around 1999, I believe, he uh, started a Travis Tritt. uh, uh, tribute band, cover band, cover band. Yeah. Yes, and he says that whenever he wants to, I, what did he say? Something about like go back. When he wants to, to get back to his roots. Yeah, yeah, back to his roots. I like. I think Travis Tritt's pretty good too. He's got. He's got. Uh, what's it? I got rice cooking. What's that? What's that line? You know that song? It's a great day to be alive. Tyler. No. Nope. Bueller. Oh, hold on. <laughs> While you look that up, I will also I will agree with you. I will f- certainly concede to you, Tyler, um, that I think Chris Stapleton had a lot to do with the country music scene kind of shifting in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, you know, people were popular in country music for sure in the early 2010s. You know, leading up to 2015, really when Chris Stapleton kind of came into prominence, but it wasn't like it wasn't anywhere near the same kind of country music, really. It's really only no. been, you know, the last half decade that we've been seeing people like Chris Stapleton, Sturgill Simpson, you know, so on and so forth, who are talking about these artists. I mean, Sturgill are- was around before, mm-hmm. um, but he did not, before Chris Stapleton's first album, Sturgill had already had music out, mm-hmm. but he wasn't yep. um, that big yet. Like, he wasn't right. doing arena tours the same way. He wasn't on SNL, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I think another person that we need to attribute some of this stuff to is Willie Nelson. Mm. And that he does his uh, his tour. What well, I don't even know what that thing's called. What's his his road show? Something, some kind of road show is what he calls it. Okay. But he brings all these like uh, up and coming country music people on his tour. Outlaw, yeah, outlaw. outlaw and uh, that's where I saw um, Sturgill uh, the first. Well, the only time I've seen him. But then they also had Old Crow Medicine show on that tour, mm. and he's had other people um, like up and coming and kind of like prominent names on his tour as well. And yeah. he comes mm-hmm. out and he's like 90 years old and he plays the last, you know, he, he closes the show out and I can't like, I can't, how can you play guitar like that at like 90? It's so weird. Like roll him up and smoke him when he dies. Yes. Did you go? You saw him? Yeah. I've, we have been talking about that song for a little bit recently. Mm. Yes. I've um, seen, I saw Willie. I really wanted, I wanted to go. Uh, my uncle David told me he saw Willie a few years ago and he said, uh, when the, the sun went down. the The smell of the reefer came to prominence, <laughs> but that would have been, That's you funny. know, like now you don't have to worry about that. You know, people right. just smoke it. There's all they really have is security walking around, and they don't do anything. They just walk up and like hit it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But like back then, when uh, who was it? Nancy Reagan that was out there making oh, a yeah. big old dare stank, and. Uh, yeah, that people had to be real worried about that back in the day. Yeah. I uh, have a couple of buddies who saw, I think they saw Sturgill at the same situation. Maybe it was the same place mm. as you. Possibly. They said Willie, they said Willie was questionable. I mean, he's, questionable. I don't know if you can really say that. He's, he's <laughs> just old. He's just, I mean, but he wasn't bad. He played 
uh, songs I knew and songs I liked. And he, he still right. sounds good, you know, like vocally, but he's yeah. not like what he used to be. He's not as good sure. as he once was, as he once sang with Toby Keith. Right. Um, well, certainly in terms of the, in terms of like the lineage that we kind of discuss of when these guys came in, like it has been like since Chris's first album, the things have been getting a lot of bigger. He kind of was just like the last stone to be placed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he fit right in 2014. Cause Sturgill did have two albums out before then. One of which was meta modern sounds, mm-hmm. which came out in 2014, which is a big, big album. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite. It didn't like, it was a, it was the precursor for him. You know, a lot of people started paying attention to him around then. And then in 2012 is when Jason had Southeastern 2012 or 20, it was 2013. Um, can't remember because he had a, he kind of been back and forth with releasing albums as he, he and the 400 unit or just himself. 2013 is when Southeastern 13. came out. There you go. Which cover, is kind of like a cover me up is a pretty good song. Yeah, it is. That's a, well, Southeastern is like a big breakthrough solo record for him which for me is kind of like i started I, he's actually the one who brought me back into uh enjoying country music to a regard i've never as a kid i used to just see it on tv and that eventually turned me off because i didn't like any of uh you know this modern bro country and and just like pop country not very good stuff mm-hmm. and then he released an album in 2011 that has my favorite jason isbel song on it called codeine where i was like dang this is really good and so it's been kind of a five-year rolling, like, let's get stuff going. And then that uh, two- or three-year period, these three guys came out with, you know, their own albums. That kind of was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that kind of started it all off. It's pretty wild to, to think it happened. Like that. True. And true, what else true. is true is that we are going to pick who we feel are, is the the good band. Uh, I will start. Is I'm, I'm, I'm torn this week. It's funny because the last few weeks I've actually been pretty excited about the listening and like I looked at uh, what's coming next week and I laughed because I had forgotten who what that we picked it. Well, I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, I I really like Ludacris, but I think that like if I really had to pick mm-hmm. like somebody I wanted to sit down and listen to, like I'm excited for the new Chris Stapleton album and I think I'll probably listen to the new Ludacris album. You know what I mean? That's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm at. I think it makes sense. Um, I think Ludacris is bigger in the grand scheme of music, obviously, sure. but I think that I'm going to pick Chris Stapleton as the good band for me, good artist. And then I will I will raise the stakes by being the one who picks Ludacris. Mm. I enjoy oh Ludacris boy. quite a bit. I like I like Chris Stapleton, but I don't like everything that he does. It's I mean I I, I respect what he does. I think what he does is important, but Ludacris goes back for me for a long way oh, yeah. so fair. get back it, he said yeah so it's hard for me not to pick ludicrous in this stand up he so. said tyler all right this is a bit of this is a bit of a tough week uh, for me as well because mm, you were decided last week you, you before you even listened to the music you said i know who i'm picking did it sure change did it did some thing get swayed maybe with some no. ratatouille nope didn't change didn't change I, i'm sitting in the same position i was before Although I have a lot of respect for the artists I'm not voting for. I think they're pretty good. I think they got some stuff going on. Uh, but I'm going to have to vote Ludacris. Oh, my. Ooh, all right. You've never seen Ludacris live, and you've seen Chris Tableton. That's pretty I crazy. I know. I'd like to see Ludacris live. That would be fun. like to go back in time. That'd be fun. Now, how does Patreon feel, we might wonder? Yes, we wonder. Patreon, 
unanimously picked Ludacris. Oh, my. Oh, boy. We have a comment from uh, Patreon user Jamie. And Jamie says, I like both, but grew up on Luda, and Chris Stapleton made it big on a cover of a George Jones song that was played a lot in my house growing up. I respect it, but my nostalgia is for Luda. That's fair. Jamie Jamie has voted. And here we are. So uh, so Ludacris is the winner, which I am completely fine with. I'm not upset in any way. Good. Oh, yeah? Would this uh, would this be a good time to mention, since we're talking about Patreon, our, our new Patreon related material, or? Oh uh, uh, yeah, we can uh, we can talk about. We don't do ads, so it's, no. it's not like anybody really knows unless we just talk about it. So, uh, we have a new show uh, that we are going to do periodically. It's not going to be all the time, but it's a Patreon exclusive, and it's where we're covering an album that uh, we probably would not cover otherwise mm-hmm. on Record Roundtable, or probably well, we don't do full albums on uh, Good Band, Bad Band, regardless. But uh, a, a prominent album that we like and other people like as well. And uh, we do a... Uh, we have not titled the show. The show is the name of the album, but just called Podcast. So it's kind right. of a fun little thing. So our first episode was in the podcast Over the Sea, which is the a Neutral Milk Hotel album in the airplane over the sea. Mm-hmm. And then we are uh, currently working on doing the episode Nevermind the Podcast. It's the Sex Pistols, mm-hmm. which of course is the Sex Never Pistols. Nevermind the Bullocks. Yes, the, the only Sex Pistols album to ever be released. So Yeah, we've definitely we've censored that one for you. We did. That's true. Yeah. No bollocks here. No bollocks. <laughs> I can't not say it like I'm in V for Vendetta. <laughs> Amazing. Bollocks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Good Band and Bad Band. Let us know who you feel is the good band. Follow us on our various social media bollocks. platforms. Get out oh, you picked the edited version? <laughs> I didn't even know it was the end of the I'm just going to go. Uh, oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> I can't. It's like the freaking Freddy Krueger version. Hold on. Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band. Things are going off the rails. It's crazy. Follow us on our uh, various social media platforms. Next week, we're doing Foster the Village people did i do it yeah i I was second guessing myself thank you for listening goodbye bye bye (laughs) right on time and on that mr creedy's resignation one of my favorite lines you're not brothers or anything